Welcome back, folks. Four days to the election. The cavalry is coming. We're going to talk to my great friend, Matt Schlapp, chairman of uh, CPAC, American Conservative Union, Fox News political contributor and old friend, also husband to Mercedes Schlapp. Just thought I'd put that in. So uh, uh, he hung up, so we're going to try to get him right back. I want to talk to Matt about these closing arguments, and I also want to talk to Matt Schlapp about one Donald Trump. Lots and lots of rumors that he, uh, my former boss, President Trump, will uh, declare his presidential candidacy um, in maybe a week after the election. All right, we got Matt Schlapp back. But first, Matt, first of all, welcome. Thank you for doing this. I just wanted to ask you, you know, Joe Biden's closing argument, okay, undermining democracy no discussion of inflation, economy, crime, the border, parents, undermining democracy. Really, Matt Schlapp, how do you think that's taking in the last few days of this campaign? Well, the first thing to remember, Larry, and it's great to be on with you, is that nobody wants Joe Biden in their districts. That, that's really not talked about. The only person you see out there is Barack Obama, who, by the way, is getting pretty small crowds for mm. a former president. Mm. So, so they don't want Biden because he – he represents no answers to any of these questions. And these Democrat candidates are trying very hard to figure out a way to run for office without having answers on crime and inflation and the economy and gas prices. They literally have no answers. They're just going to say, look, Republicans are extremists. And so you want me. You want me to protect nine months of abortion. You want me to make sure that election deniers don't get into office and all these kind of like false charges. And, you know, uh, Larry, the, what you're Listeners need to understand is when Joe Biden calls my 82-year-old mother a semi-fascist for going to church and believing in the rights of the unborn child, it's a defensive strategy to hold on to as many blue seats as, as possible. It is basically their white flag on the fact that they're going to lose all these battleground races. Mm. That's an, an interesting point. That's a very interesting point. It's a defeatist strategy. I mean, the whole thing, Matt, is a distraction from the reality on the ground. And I don't know. I mean, really, do they think they can get away with that? Do they think that's the best thing? I mean, Matt, what happened to the wonderful uh, canceling of student loans? What happened to the fabulous Green New Deal money? What happened to the so-called Inflation <laughs> Reduction Act? I mean, this is what the Washington Post and the New York Times and the rest of the liberal mainstream media was selling a couple of months ago this summer. What happened to that? I don't hear Biden talking about any of that stuff. Well, you know, it's funny, Larry, because, you know, in some of the circles that you travel in New York City or Washington, D.C., the conversation is completely different from the conversations Mercy and I are having, because we, we've hit about every battleground state. I just came back from New Hampshire. By the way, I think General Balduck will win that Senate re- race mm. in New Hampshire that no one gave him a chance to win. Mm. Um, and when you have conversations out there in the country, um, it's like this idea that America is a yucky place, a terrible place. And so when our president attacks more than half of the country as semi-fascist or Ultra MAGA or, you know, mega ultra MAGA, whatever. Mm. They, they love these adjectives. They just keep adding one more adjective. And, uh, and what they're really doing is uh, running for office by attacking the American people. You know, we've never done that in this country. I mean, ever. This is Hillary Clinton started this for the Democrats when she called this deplorable. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, they, and they're staying on it. And, you know, 
the reason I knew that it was going to be a big red wave, besides just I, I consume a lot of these polls and there's some math to this, the, the reason I knew it was going to be a big red wave is because if you can't answer on the top three issues, Larry, if you have no answers to the voters, they will not support you. And if your only answer is the other guy's a scumbag, mm. that's not good enough. Mm. you got to have an answer. And they lie about the reality. That's another thing. Yes. He is incapable of telling the truth, uh, whether it's inflation or the, another favorite of mine is the border. Right. The border is completely closed. We don't have an illegal immigration problem. We don't have a fentanyl problem. We don't have a drug problem. Really? I mean, so I think you're right. That's a key point. If you can't own it and acknowledge that something may be going wrong, then folks will never believe you can fix it. And folks want something fixed right now. And they and they ran on this. Oh, you know, the, be careful for the candidate that says, oh, the market's up. Right. Because the market's going to come back down and be careful for the candidate that says, oh, you know, we passed this bill and gas prices came down. Well, the problem is, is that as you switch over to the winter months, you know, fossil fuel prices tend to go higher. Mm-hmm. And now uh, what you're seeing is those folks like New Hampshire that are that have home heating oil. Those prices are astronomically high. Diesel is astronomically high. Anybody who works the land for a living is panicked about their energy costs. And so they pass a bill that didn't solve the problem because it didn't solve the supply problem. Mm. It didn't solve the production problem. It's mm. just all this phony baloney. And at the same time, they want the Green New Deal, which is another bill they passed, which is making false. They say they want to get rid of fossil fuels in 12 years. How are you going to make them cheaper if you're getting rid of them? It makes no sense that the American people are smart enough to figure this out. And I think gas prices alone, as well as the open border, even those two issues uh, were, are a political disaster for the Democrats. Yeah. You know, it's funny, too. Refined petroleum products dominate everyday life, whether it's clo- clothing or eyeglasses or ballpoint pens or golf balls if you're a golfer. I mean, I've been reading it right. on the air on the TV show. That there's like 150 different products that people use that come from refined you know, or petrochemicals. They all want to shut that down. I mean, today uh, in the, or late yesterday, Biden was out there saying, I'm going to cl- close down coal plants. I'm going to close down the coal plants. That's all. What's the substitute? There is no substitute because the green stuff is only 3 4% of total energy. That's so right. He's doing that, That's too. That's right. So, Matt. The, the, other pro- the other problem they have is the grid is now becoming increasingly fragile. And when you don't have power, electric power, uh, people die. Uh, they can't get to the hospitals. Uh, their electric cars uh, can't function. And, uh, and it's hot and cold, and they can't. Take care of that. You know, there was a time when people died, big numbers in the winter and in the summer, and I'm sad we're going to go back there. And just remember, Larry, this is the number one thing. Eighty percent of the energy we use comes from fossil fuels. So they can talk about the Green New Deal all they want. The fact is we run this country on fossil fuels. Yeah, you bet. And we're going to do it for a long time. Matt Schlapp, um, I know you're an advisor to President Trump, and um, we hear all these rumors that President Trump is going to declare his new candidacy uh, shortly after the midterm elections on Tuesday, um, can you give us a little a little wisdom on that? Oh, Matt, he's still there. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't want to give us a little wisdom on that. I think we still have him. He might have faded out for one second. Hang on, hang on. Matt, you there? All right. Well, 
I would, I'll just fill in. We we may try to get hold before we run out of time for this segment. Uh, you, uh, Axios uh, broke a story um, that um, President, former President Trump was going to uh, announce his candidacy for president for 24. Uh, and then he's going to do that November 14th. We don't know that that's true. That's an Axios story. Axios stories are uh, often frequently wrong, but there is a lot of discussion about that, as you might guess. And um, it's funny, I speak to President Trump. I actually spoke to him uh, earlier this week. I spoke to him Monday or Tuesday for a while, but I never talk politics with him. We only talk about economic uh, policy, so uh, I didn't get the benefit of that wisdom. I know Matt Schlapp has talked to him. Um, You know, one point here, uh, which came up with David Bossie, when you're talking about these um, highly visible uh, Senate candidates, uh, these were Trump-sponsored candidates, uh, Herschel Walker and Blake Masterson and um, Mehmet Oz is another one. Uh, J.D. Vance in Ohio is another one. And they all look to be winners. And so you have to ask yourself uh, if these key players uh, that were sponsored by President, former President Trump, if they win Tuesday night, right? I think we got Matt back. Uh, Matt, I didn't want to put you on the spot. I just, uh, I know you uh, advised President Trump on political matters, and um, there's this Axios story out there. That the president, uh, former president, is you know getting ready to make an announcement about 2024, and I just wondered if you could give us uh, a few moments of wisdom. Yeah, your thinking there. I spent two. I don't know. I know we got cut off, but I spent two hours with him yesterday at his golf club, and we had a great conversation about a lot of things, including uh, his his running for president. And I and I asked him, you know, Larry, I said. You know, sir, they're they're going after you like they are all these people politically. They're using DOJ to go after their political opponents, which is it's a dark day in America's history these days. And I said, you know, if you don't run, you think they leave you alone. So we had a conversation about that. I mean, you can't talk about Trump running or not running without talking about a politicized DOJ. And and I sometimes wonder he's never told me this, Larry, but I sometimes wonder if he almost has to run mm. to make it all stop. And by the way, all of us who were associated with him we're being persecuted as well. And there's a lot of people in jail who shouldn't be in jail. And there's a lot of people that are being subpoenaed that should be hassled. And uh, and so I think he's going to run. I think the Axios story is inaccurate. I think he's going to, you know how he is. He's going to get up one day and say, today's the day. Yes. And it'll be All right. Matt Slap, we appreciate it. Sorry we lost you there for a second. I think President Trump is going to run again. It's probably going to wait a little longer than November 14th. Anyway, I'm Cablo. We're going to take a quick break. And on the other side, we're going to talk to a Senate candidate in Connecticut, Leora Levy, who is in the race. I'm Cablo. Please stick around. <laughs> 